0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during, workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. I guess he was feeling the heat. That did not take as long as I thought it would, Hunter.
1: No, it uh, feels good, Chris, to do some good in the world. That's it feels sure. good
0: to give back, Hunter. And that's really what Carl Pullen all about, giving back. this uh, you, you might have noticed, we recorded our LoveGov episode about Andrew Cuomo and his inability not to molest the help on a day-to-day basis. We recorded it last week. I had some things that I needed to get done and some editing to do, and so I did not post it until 5 a.m. this Tuesday morning, and now, but seven hours later, at noon today, Andrew Cuomo resigned. So, so Hunter, I think I think it's time to remember him, remember his life uh, the way that he deserves, and that's why out behind my apartment building, I have set a, a giant fire inside the community dumpster. Oh, that's nice. As um, a, a blazing smelly tribute to an administration that can only be considered a dumpster
1: fire. Uh, I went into every hospital I could and told the old people they could just go back. There just go no back? No, There's no reason for them to be here anymore. Uh, that's it's completely safe. You know, In tribute.
0: I, Hunter, uh, some people say that you're never more like God than when you're making something, when you're creating. I like to say you're never more like Andrew Cuomo than when you're silently snuffing out the life of an elderly person underneath a, a thin hospital pillow that's beautiful chris that's absolutely
1: beautiful especially if you can be like with your other hand grabbing a young uh stewardess you know yes. same get them both you know one hand with the pillow and one hand uh, you know on the shoulder of you know oh, so keep that nice and pg
0: i like to go old person's face mm-hmm. hospital pillow mm-hmm. uh a candy striper and and just make a layer cake of cuomo so yeah. i actually use the young nurse to hold down the pillow
1: but how do you write the book
0: See, that <laughs> you're going to need a great secretary and one who will lie for you. That's I, true. Hey, I would suggest if you're looking for someone that can take a, take a little abuse and just do what needs doing, Chris Cuomo seems to be out of work at the moment, so yeah. <laughs> maybe you look yeah. that direction. How do you he, think uh, this
1: ends up with Chris? Uh, how
0: should it end up or how will it end up? How will it? I mean, I don't think anything will happen to them. I mean, CNN obviously has no qualms about ethical standards because uh, just go listen to our episode last week. They let him do that for a year and then let him come out and say, clearly I cannot talk about it. So, you know, Mm. Mm -hmm. I think Fredo's going to Fredo. But he he did uh, very suddenly take a week off work. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Stelter tried to like cover for him on his show. It was pretty funny. Did you hear this?
1: I did hear this it was it was kind of like that makes no sense and you're just clearly yeah. setting yourself as like you look more like a liar now than you ever have in your entire life dude.
0: Well, I I feel like he looks more like like a walrus that was detusked. But I mean that's maybe fine. that's what liars look like. Anyway, <laughs> on his show Stelter says you know, Andrew Cuomo was the governor of New York, the highest highs, the lowest lows. And he goes, and Chris Cuomo is just a guy that wants to do his job and report the news. And I'm like, or expressly the opposite of that, because he's just taken time off. So he's right. actually just a guy that wants to run away from his job right now. So what do you say? Anyway, yeah, um, makes no sense. A long walk, short peer award to you, Andrew Cuomo. Thanks for filling our lives with sadness our nursing homes with death and your own hands with the breasts of your subordinates
1: it's it's amen. a thing <laughs> amen no. i don't know oh, how to,
0: no. i don't know how to end that i thought i just felt like it was too beautiful for the subject matter okay yeah, that's that's for sure well hunter it seems like we just did an episode on hypocrisy and although big moves happened after who who do you think what order do you think it went in do you think chris told Told Andrew about the episode, and was like, oh, dude, you better look into this." Or do you think right. Andrew listened to it first and told Chris, "Like, oh no, what should I do?" Like he I did have, when he got that letter, uh, accusation letter from one of those uh, one of those ladies.
1: I have it on good authority that Andrew Cuomo is deaf, so it had to be Chris who listened to it, and then he had hmm. to, you know, AS, uh, uh American Sign Language, that ASL that to his uh, brother, you know. Yeah. So that made yeah, that he just makes looks sense. Deaf. Sure. Yeah, you can tell by looking. He looks like Walmart Vince
0: McMahon. And I know what you're thinking, but I thought Vince McMahon was Walmart Vince McMahon. You're not wrong. (laughs) He's like Dollar General Vince McMahon or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, like I was saying, we, we record an episode on hypocrisy, and then it comes a week, a week too early. We've got even more in the headlines for you. We've got a discussion today that I'm excited about because it's, I think it's super relevant. And uh, as the masks come off, the masks come off. But, Hunter, before we get to that, let's go ahead and talk about my favorite portion of the show the part where we find something that's already dead on the side of the road and we gingerly hit it with the front right tire as we speed by the roadkill, if you would.
1: Yeah, um, that's that sounds great to me. So roadkill this week is actually going to be an introduction of our topic uh, because I just wanted people to be aware of this piece of information. Uh, you, lovely listener, uh, if you want, can go see the Democrat... Uh, establishment completely break all of the norms and weird laws it wants to impose upon you by watching a lovely video of Obama and guests dance and hug massless at his huge birthday celebration. So we'll get more into that as we continue today, but it's, it's a fantastic video. I really wanted to point it out to you guys. Uh, You can type that into Google and you will find it and you will just see a lovely rendition of people on a dance floor doing things that they should not be doing in the middle of the (gasps) Delta
0: variant. Delta variant, Hunter. I I saw a serious newspaper print something about a lambda variant. Sure, and I am now quitting.
1: Just everything. I'm quitting everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll probably have new variants for the rest of our lives, right? Like that—that's the nature of the beast. (laughs) But these people starting a new starting a new news cycle about it probably isn't um, the right thing to do. So
0: nobody is dying. That wasn't true last summer. Last summer, everybody was dying. Right now, almost statistically, no one is dying. And yet we can't go back to school. We have to mask up our children. Uh, These people are fully clinically insane. But, Mm. yes, I guess that kind of did bring us into today's actual topic. So go look at the video. The Obama birthday party. What? What? In the Sam Hill is going on. This is it's insane. The democratic establishment has taken the past two years almost at this point, one and a half to be super fair, to school marm you and shame you into doing only those things which it deems acceptable. to rewrite the Constitution. Local and state laws, our election laws, our election procedures, our school districts, and the way in which they operate. They have done everything to remove powers from you, remove rights and authorities from your local government, and centralize it all in the federal government in this Barack Hussein Obama's third term. It's a joke but only a little bit of one over the past month as the quote Delta variant has seen a quote huge increase in case in coronavirus cases, even though we're not seeing anywhere near a, a requisite or equitable increase in deaths and hospitalizations, the federal government has reimposed mask mandates Uh, The CDC's guidelines have imposed mask mandates on a good, I don't know, 98% of the land mass of the country. There's like a couple places in Idaho or something that don't have to mask up. But any high traffic areas have to resume their, their mask wearing. And then when you look at the map, everywhere is a high traffic area. That is the stage that is set for hundreds of people showing up at the Obama's mansion in Martha's Vineyard to have Obama's 60th birthday party. Here here's what I want to say about it. There's a movie that came back, it came out back in like I don't know, 100 what was it? Like 2013, 2012.
1: Dude, I don't know the movie you're talking about, so it can so,
0: literally be any year. It's, uh, I'm talking about The Hunger Games. The movie oh, that okay. came out, and the entire premise is that society is divided into two parts. There are the elites, and there are the commoners. And the elites live lives of luxury. They are lavish. They're laughable in their excess. They are completely disconnected from reality on the ground. And the commoners, by contrast, have nothing. They are always on the on the brink of destruction. They're combating nature. They're combating disease. They're combating uh, hunger and starvation and deprivation. They're heavily taxed by the elite. And to keep them in their place, the elite make them engage in increasingly ridiculous dangerous unnecessary violent struggles with each other to maintain a internecine conflict all while they live off the fat of the land and the taxes of those who are productive in the lower tiers it, it is a it's a mix between 1984 and Marxism in a way mm-hmm. it, it pitches this this Proletariat versus bourgeoisie ethos, except it does it using the tactics of Marxism itself that Im- that impose the control from the top down. So it's not this laissez-faire, you know, meet with who you want, uh, talk what you want, say what you want. It uses the elite in this case using a much more Orwellian style of right. word policing, thought control. Uh huh. Um, control of the movements of the populace to enact that goal. So it's not the most sophisticated literature, all right? Or at least it's I really thought it not. wasn't. At least I thought it wasn't. Right. So when I'm sitting here watching this video of the Obama's birthday, and I know this is a long-winded introduction to the topic, but when I'm sitting there watching the the video of Obama's birthday, I couldn't help but think back to that film because as ridiculous as it was, almost down to the costumes, I think we are living in a world that is becoming increasingly more laughably, ridiculously Orwellian, where there's rules for us and then there's
1: rules for them,
0: and we're going to talk about it. So there's there.
1: Yeah, and I think that was one of the things I remember most distinctly. I read the books, um, and I saw first movie, I think, Christopher, okay, uh, for whatever relevance that has. and one of the things I thought the costumes in the book, I don't think they're they're bizarre, but they're kind of like, and his hair was orange, you know what I mean? So it's not like you don't get the full visual effect. Um, I can't remember who wrote those. Books. I don't mind. I don't remember her being the most talented uh, author, but none of those YA novels really, you know, reach like high cultural mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I noticed, I think that's so striking to people when they watch the movies is the bizarre costumes that you see people in. Um, and I was kind of shocked by it because it. I think at the time it's meant to be shocking, um, and I was like, oh, "Well, that will." that will never be society. That's kind of a good artistic endeavor there to show people that would look like something we never would, right? Something so detached from reality that it would present itself that way. And I think at the time, that was a normal reaction to have. Now, you know, and it's not one for one, but I think we've just encroached more upon that style with the way that people dye their hair now, uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just just a trademark of that look is the rich and... uh, noble of society have dye their hair all kinds of colors uh, the strange stylings as well and in addition to that the um absurd dresses yeah. and clothes that people wear and the flamboyant nature of them which seem to say nothing but uh scream excess right think that's that's the whole
0: yeah that is the point the the point is is to be avant-garde right think about which which used to be frowned upon like it, it used to be uncool or uncouth to put on airs, as it were. But now you have the entire media establishment out there backing Harry Styles for wearing a dress. Sure. He, he looks yeah. ridiculous. Right. He looks ridiculous. And yet our media has fallen in love with... They've gotten high on their own supply. <laughs> they they are in love with the smell of their own excrement. And they they all have to come out to defend him you've got this uh i can't remember his name but this black actor who is the quote fairy godmother in the new cinderella movie and of course it's headline news that he walks the red carpet in a dress and you you see that and you're like this is this is the hunger games this is that ridiculous costume party and they're flaunting it in front of the common people and saying, oh, this is what we're really like. You know, there's another element where this plays in, where they have all these rules for us that they don't follow, Hunter. All of the, the progressive sexual mores that are being pushed by Hollywood and the media and elite society right now, mm-hmm. and the politicians, by the way, and what they endorse and what they will grant money to, et cetera, ad nauseum. You know, they're trying to repeal the, what is that act, Hunter, that uh, disallows- Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Hyde Amendment that prevents federal dollars from going to abortion. Now, it never really worked in practice, but now the Obama administration is interested in repealing it in word. Um, But that's an example of a policy from the federal government that promotes the sexual lasciviousness that they are preaching in Hollywood, that they're sharing in the media, right? By the stats, most people in elite society, most of the, the wealthy are monogamous, most of them send their kids to private school most of them stay married you know what i'm saying yes. they don't follow the same rules that they are teaching and so they'll get on they'll get on tv and say oh look at look at harry in his dress isn't that wonderful look he's teaching young boys they can do whatever the hell they say about it and yet they would never incorporate that into their own lives right but they'll flaunt it at the at their galas and their parties about yeah. about how there's their different and special and set apart and sacrosanct and avant-garde and that it's a good thing now and it's not it's not tasteless Mm -hmm. so i when i look at things like that i don't know what else to think except for the this is a elite class a royal class in america that seems completely disconnected from reality and completely disconnected from a majority of the populace you know what else i'm reminded of i'm how about that video with with lady gaga around the election where she's like She her back looks like an S yeah and she's wearing that like super tight camo thing and she like drinks three sips out of a Budweiser and then crumples it up and she talks in this ridiculous draw like she's trying to I don't know be attracted to a particularly retarded farm animal and (laughs) then she she encourages people to vote for Biden and she like throws the beer can because she thinks she's communicating with people in the rural areas of the country or some ignorant excrement Ça. you remember mm-hmm. that video yes and it, it, that's exactly the type of thing I'm getting at it's like they don't even know how to communicate with people anymore
1: mm. yeah I, I think that makes a lot of sense um, there there is uh, a lot of people um, not not understanding how to be people anymore um, right. they're they're lost in their careers in their parties in their uh, lifestyle and they don't understand what it is that basic people or not basic people but normal people want normal people desire what normal people believe um to kind of turn this a little bit to the obama party a little bit um there's yeah. no man i uh, think and
0: let me just say i i know we've been talking around it i just i that's this is the build-up i think the, sure, this no, is I agree. the build-up and the backdrop to the Obama's party is kind of why I'm going
1: this way. You know what I'm saying? I, complete, I completely hear what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got, you have a society at large or a, a portion of society at large that participates in these things um, that holds itself above everyone else and then doesn't necessarily um, follow suit on those uh, prescriptions and then doesn't and is just disconnected. Um, it's one of the reasons why a lot on the show we talk about it's important to know what your experts are about, right? And it's important to know, it's important to see them as experts. And it's important to know that, you know, experts in institutions are concerned with the institutions preserving themselves. Um, that can occur in large corporations and that can incur, occur in the federal government. And it's important to be able to distinguish between uh, when policies are capitalistic in nature and not capitalistic in nature, when policies are reducing the government size and when policies are in growing the government size. And this is all that, Person that's growing that is seeing that and isn't really like tearing it apart. Um, That, that being said, uh, I don't think there's been a president in perhaps Trump, but Trump lived in his own special world, but there's not really a president in recent memory that kind of put themselves in this, well, this, this actually makes my point for me with Trump in this paragon of virtue above everyone else than Barack Obama. Who kind of yeah. held himself as the most equal pig on the farm, if you will? That's um, a nice reference. Yeah, and so uh, that's a literature reference, everybody. That isn't <laughs> comparing Obama to a pig, um, but he he, um, he he con he constantly. Did you read Promised Land, his memoir, Chris? Uh, no, I did not. So it's part one. So get ready for part two. I, but I truly can wait. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm going to step back before I get into that a little bit, but as an author who's published a couple of times, there is a group in the writing community who are really passionate about publishing memoirs, and I find them exhausting because Hmm. the fact that anybody would think that their lived experience would be interesting enough for them to record and then share with others is a bit bizarre to me and a bit unrelatable Typically, I think if you've lived a life that's interesting enough that somebody else wants to take the time to record it and write it down because they think there's something valuable in that, that's called a biography, and it's really worthwhile. Um, You know, some people can do an autobiography. So kind of like don't write an
0: autobiography
1: until you've got a couple of biographies on the way? That might be a a good soft rule. Um, Woody Guthrie's autobiography is really good, but he's such a unique character. Like, you know it it, kind of breaks the rule if you will Mm -hmm. um he was a hobo that wrote music and broke america with it i mean like come on like that guy needed to write a book well Um, right
0: and and in that case like when a politician does it it's like okay you're you're quite in love with your own musings when when an entertainer does it i i always find it's they're still performing
1: during the piece you know what i'm saying you're absolutely right, and that's what you see in that, this is off topic, but this is just good for people to hear probably, is that he's constantly telling stories, but he's constantly telling them in ways that belittle himself, that belittle the people there, but all in good humor, like all just good ribbing, you know? Right. And so it's it's definitely played to the entertainment, you're like, that's not what people said there, that's not the point, you know, and that's not his purpose.
0: Right, like when
1: Mark Twain writes about himself, yes, very similar yeah. style. Yes, exactly. Um, so putting that to the side, o- Obama's memoir, the entire thing reeks of his own self-importance, which shouldn't surprise anyone that saw the man in office and saw the way he changed and acted. Um, yeah. Constantly in the book, he is putting himself back from the from like two groups of people, the Democrats that are really wanting the right thing, that work hard, that do all these good things, and then it, unless it's a... Uh, what my, some people may refer to as a rhino Republican, and I'll use the term just for expedient's sake, you know, is teaming up with him that just can't get the Republicans to toe, or it's the evil right winger who just he can't communicate to. And then he'll do this really conceited thing where he'll turn it back to himself and say, maybe I just didn't have the words to explain to them. Maybe I couldn't make a, make sense to them why they needed to change, how this would help more people. I knew in my heart that this is what the American people needed. And he does that real shift where it's like my sentiments and my opinions and my vision is the only thing that matters. Like right? yeah,
0: the, even even the people who disagree with me, they're not embodied, fully functioning human beings. Right. I just wasn't smart enough to to influence them. It's just right. it's all rested on your shoulders. Correct. Uh, other shows, not carpooling because we're a family friendly show and a respectful one other people might call him a sanctimonious prick but not us (laughs) but i just want i'm supporting
1: the facts that other people might right and so anyway it's 700 pages of that and it's part one and that just kind of i think gives you a really good view if nothing else on what obama thinks of himself Mm -hmm.
0: yeah well and enter scene left this party so for those of you who don't know, the Obama's own, uh, a mansion at Martha's $12 million. Vineyard, it's called Martha's Vineyard. It's massive it, as Biden, his, uh, not a disconnected character. Okay. This is his former vice president is currently reinstating federal mask mandates and vac- vaccination mandates for federal employees that are testing. Obama throws this party and the media makes a big deal about how he scaled it back how it was just going to be a little scaled down get together because of the virus a weird rule about this party though no pictures no videos that's strange right like just on an objective level hey do you want to come to my party don't tell anyone what we do here you're very clearly a public figure I don't know. Hunter, have you ever been invited to a party where that was a rule?
1: Uh, the only time would have been if it, we were going to a show or a play, and it was like you can't take pictures yeah, there. Yeah,
0: like, like copyrighted material. That's, Correct. I get that. I'm yes. talking about a party. <laughs> Never. It's a, it's a weird ask on its face. Look, I understand there's a bunch of famous people there, but... You know, you know people that are worried. Like, let's talk about the QAnon people. You know, the people that are afraid. Or what are they doing at Davos, and what's going on behind closed doors? Yes. And, and what what really happens in the rooms that they don't let cameras in at these summits, et cetera, ad nauseum. Okay, just go ahead and have your birthday party with these really cryptic looking gold and black napkins, and then say, make one of the rules of coming: no no video, no photos. All right, right you're already you're already brushing elbows with epstein territory there in my opinion. <laughs> not saying anything like that happened to this party. I'm just saying sure. it, it's just weird. And it is weird. I know one of the reasons why because one of the DJs that was at the party leaked photos and videos and later had to remove them because they were they were not supposed to be online and they violated the agreement of the party. Now, one thing that's brilliant about this is now the public gets to a rare look at the contempt with which the elite hold you in, and two, we also get to hear about this bizarre rule that there wasn't supposed to be any photos or videos there. You know, in a lot of ways, this is better for the public discourse than if there hadn't been that rule, right? Because when this this specific MC broke it, we we learned both about the goings on and the rule, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we the what leaked appeared to be videos of the elite of society dancing, hugging, laughing, talking, shouting, singing, all maskless and all indoors. And these are these are not no name people. So let's talk about some of the people that showed up. John Legend Chrissy Teigen, Alicia Keys, Valerie Jarrett, Eric Holder. Probably heard his name in the news a few times over the past five years. Elizabeth Alexander, Pete Souza, Her, H-E-R, I don't know, I don't care. Uh, Eric Abadu, Trap Beckham. Here's some interesting ones. Gail King, Steven Spielberg was there. Bradley Cooper was there. Dwayne Wade and uh, Gabriel Union were there. Oprah was there. Oprah was there. Oprah was there. Don Cheadle was there. How about this one? This is important. Nancy Pelosi was there. So Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, the old Hmm. the old bog hag who somehow got elected as a senator from California. Remember her. She's currently arresting people or, or or threatening to arrest people who show up on the floor of the Senate without wearing a mask. She's currently doing that. Everyone at the Senate is vaccinated. Every senator is vaccinated, period. A hundred percent. Now, that's not so in the House of Representatives. I'm sorry. Yeah. The the Congress, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily everyone in Congress is vaccinated. At the Senate, a hundred percent of our senators are vaccinated. She's arresting people or threatening to arrest people if they show up on the floor without wearing a mask. And yet she shows up at Barack Obama's 60th birthday party and doesn't wear a mask. Rules for you? Rules for me. Rules while the cameras are running. Rules while the cameras are off. you remember back in the pandemic when Nancy Pelosi, it was essential to her to get her hair blown out while there was a lockdown order in her home state of California. And she went to the, the hair salon, is videotaped without a mask, and even though it's rules that she helped set, Then turns around and claims that she wasn't aware of the rules when the video leaked and goes so far as to say that the owner of the salon set her up. Yeah, which is amazing. So, So we already knew that this clown didn't believe what she was selling, and yet she was at this party. Guess who else was at this party? John Kerry, savior of the climate. And here's the fun thing. We know that John Kerry showed up on a private jet. Oh, fancy! He's want, as he was wont to do. Remember, Hunter. Do you remember the video where John Kerry came out and said, "Well, I have to use a private jet. I have to use a private jet because what I have to say is really, really important. Yeah. And you're just a common little person, so you don't need to ride on an airplane at all, ever, even right. to go visit grandma. But me, sometimes I have to. I have to have a big carbon footprint. Because, really, the words that I say are so magical that it, they offset my big carbon footprint. Well, he took, he took a private jet to the party. That's cool. Super cool, John. Go watch the videos. Go, go look at the pictures that leaked. Know that you weren't supposed to see them. And then go watch the Hunger Games. And tell me that it doesn't rhyme. There's something rotten in Denmark. And it it is this in a nutshell. The elite have no principles. The entire democratic machine told you for two years that it was essential to never leave your home, to always wear a mask, sometimes more than one, to mask your children, to never go back to school, to never go back to work. To not gather with friends. Hunter, there was a time when they were going door to door in New York and rounding Jews up for yep. meeting on Saturdays to, yep. to, I don't know, do do their Jewish things.
1: Right. Hang their out, games and their dreidels and whatever. Sure. Uh,
0: Right? And, and how about in Canada, this is going off topic from America, they're going around arresting pastors. Right, right. For, for, for. holding services. Mm-hmm. And yet, when it comes to, to God King Obama's 60th birthday, all the rules fly out the window. Right, right. Well, no, you have to Messiah. pay taxes to the Capitol because we're, we're running out of money. So, so I know that you can't feed your children. By the way, you're going to sacrifice one of them for us later. But you still got to pay this exorbitant rate. And then you go and you get a peek into the Capitol, the room that you're not supposed to see in. And you realize that some pigs even though all animals are created equal indeed some pigs are created more equal than others
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really it's it's not shocking is the thing it's not shocking that obama can have a party like this in the democrat's so-called uh pandemic right right Where, you know and basically it, it belies the fact that what the, what what is happening is not an effort to keep you safe not an effort to um preserve your family, not an effort to increase your freedom, but an effort at control, right? And an effort at something that is akin to this is the majority of American citizens are so dumb and ignorant that they require me to dumb things down to them so that they can live safe, healthy, productive lives. Mm. But I, as a smart person, don't have to do that, right? I'm intelligent. I know the rules. I know the science. I know the data, and I can deal with the nuance unlike them, Well, frankly, that's horse crap. And we know that's true because of that uh, writer from the New York Times who showed up on CNN earlier this week saying that the party crowd that would be at Obama's uh, 60th was, quote, a sophisticated crowd. Now, what in the world does that mean? That means, well, it's not your rude dad uh, or uncle from Alabama that's going to Obama's party, you have to understand these are the elites, right? Yeah. They, under- well, they understand smart what's enough going and up. rich enough not to get COVID. Correct, exactly, because COVID cares about that. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing. One thing that can be easy to lose in this conversation is we're not saying don't go have a party. We're not saying don't go hang out with your family. If you've that's assessed your risk and dealt with your risk appropriately – you're good to hang out with whoever, especially if you're vaccinated at this point. This is their standard. This is their goalpost that they've set, that they continue to flout in front of everyone, that they continue to parade in front of everyone, that they can demand that people toe the line to and then don't live up to themselves. It's exactly. preposterous. It's dictatorial. It's fascist.
0: If, if Obama had the same party or a bigger party. And said something to the effect of, hey, look, everyone who's coming to this party has been vaccinated. We know that the Delta variant is out there. And even though it seems more transmissible, by and large, it's not a a risk to those who have had the vaccine. The risk is greatly mitigated. Uh, Or even if he came out and said, hey, look, everyone who's coming to this party has had the opportunity to acquire the vaccine at this point. So people are coming at their own risk, and the numbers, the numbers don't back up the fact that we should be locking down and not gathering based on this pandemic anymore. We would be the number one people praising him. We would have nothing but good things to say about him today. But, but that's not what happened. What happened was he maintained the party narrative right. in public, and in private, he said, hey, turn all the cameras off. Turn all the cameras off. I mean, this is very similar to what we were talking about last week with Andrew uh, Cuomo. It's very similar to what we were talking about last week with Anthony Fauci. There's rules for them. There's rules for you. How about this? This week this week in the news. And, and you, you might say this is a really stupid thing to focus in on. You might say it's just a party. You guys are fine with the party itself. You're right. We are. The the substrate is less important than the method in this instance because the method can be applied to more important substrates, and we're actually seeing that happen. I'll get to that in just a second, Hunter. I was talking with uh, my fiancé last week because we're, we're Derek. going... Derek, yes. <laughs> because we are going... Uh, we're going to get married in October. We're going on a honeymoon uh, in early November, And part of the deal with where we're going is that you're going to have a lot more fun if you're vaccinated. And I was saying, hey, look, I hate the, the way that the government is trying to trying to force these vaccinations. Right. And promote these vaccinations. But I don't mind vaccines themselves. I'm not actually offended by the underlying issue. Right. We had that discussion. So so I was saying it's I'm not complying for the sake of complying. I'm complying because I choose to. Right. I'm getting the vaccine most more than likely because I have made that decision that it's what I want to do. And we can fight the fascists another day. Sure. In the in that milieu, Eric Weinstein posted this today in in, uh, among very similar lines about the same topic simple moral the size of the lying you can spot isn't necessarily the size of what is being smuggled that's really really smart i'm going to read it again the size of the lying you can spot isn't necessarily the size of what is being smuggled it's okay to vaccinate even if the vaccines are at times needlessly and foolishly oversold with ham-fisted sanctimony and authoritarian bullshit that makes you puke separate issues end quote okay Good point. Good point. So what he's saying there is that, yes, we can all see the authoritarian push that's saying go get vaccines. Separate your distaste for the authoritarian push from the object of the authoritarian push. Does that make well, sense?
1: It does. And the converse of that is happening as well, right? The vaccines yes, don't yes. work as well. Make sure you mask up and all that. And you know, even with your when you've been right. vaccinated, you're still at a high risk for COVID, right? I said high risk, not that you're going to die, right? That's that's the right. word games that get played. And so the opposite is true there. Just because the authoritarians are saying like, go get the vaccine, and also it doesn't do anything, doesn't mean it shouldn't change your calculus on making the decision there. And that's why we have to trust individuals.
0: And, and th- this uh, this is another converse utilization of that framework that I think is important that that was a push the Eric's tweet was a push to get people vaccinated correct here's my here's my push to make you hate the sanctimonious bs because this is true as well we have to fight back against the size of the lie we can see because the size of that or the thing that is currently being burgled will be switched out later for something that we care infinitely more about yeah that that you remember the old poem you know they came for the writers they came for the the actors they came for the socialists i didn't stand up because i wasn't a writer i wasn't an actor i wasn't a socialist and by the time they came for me there was no one left to stand for me remember mm-hmm. okay the size of the lie is being used to smuggle in other topics Corey Bush just this week, just this week, got on national television. She was asked a question about defunding the police. I'm going to read it verbatim. the The interviewer asked Congresswoman, "Before we let you go, let me ask you about something else. Aside from the moratorium, you faced some criticism in recent weeks over your push to defund the police." Campaign records show that you spent roughly $70,000 on private security, and some critics say that move is hypocritical. What's your response to those critics? Okay, she has a long-winded, ignorant response, but then again, it's Cori Bush, and I repeat myself. So I'm going to read through it, then let's take it down, because how do you get to the violence of the Hunger Games and not just the avant-garde, excess, dual-standard hypocrisy I believe this is how. Cory Bush's answer. They would rather I die? You would rather me die. Is that what you want to see? You want to see me die. You know because that could be the alternative. So either I spend $70,000 on private security over the last months and I'm here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people from being evicted, or I could possibly have a death attempt on my life. A death attempt. I love that. Um, Also, just remember that she is in Congress. And so when she's talking about spending $70,000 on private security, she's talking about $70,000 tax dollars directly on private security. Just remember, that's your money. And we're also talking about the same exact people who say horrible things about me who lie to build up their base, and because they lie about me, I receive death threats. Now, they don't address the fact that I receive death threats after they go on air and say horrible things about me, but then they want to say, oh, but she she needs private security. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security because they, the white supremacist racist narrative that they drive into this country, not a sentence, but... God bless her. The fact that they don't care that this black woman has put her life on the line. They can't match my energy, first of all. So, of course, she's got to have her Z-snap and her, her, you know, wig thrown moment. This black woman who puts her life on the line, they don't care that I could be taken out of here. They actually probably are okay with that. But this is the thing. I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to allow that. So if I end up spending $200,000, if I spend 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. Here's the key point. Lean in. And defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What? There you have it. You get you get four Frickin' paragraphs about how she deserves to be protected. How she deserves to spend tax dollars on people whose goal is to protect and serve her. But for you little people, for you common people, you don't need protection. You don't need security. You don't need people whose job it is to investigate crimes. You're on your own. And she says it directly. I... Have work to do. I'm important. I'm Al Gore getting on the private jet. There's 11 million people that care about what I have to say. But you little people? No, you don't even deserve the police. That's how you get from, oh, they're using this tactic again to have a party? You hypocrites. To, okay, now, now I've lost the, the, the pursuit of happiness.
1: I it it a, happens like this. I want to make a comment, and I don't want mean for this to become dispassionate or anything of the sort, but in the wake of social media and the online world, um, I've really, really lost my concern and my belief in the credibility of death threats. <laughs> yeah. Um, because... <laughs> Because, because you and I have had <laughs> right? It's like we're literally nobodies, and like by Corey Bush's logic, what that should mean is that our purpose on this planet is worth protecting with seventy thousand dollars of security because we've received death threats. And what I'm really trying to say is not that I believe that, but what I'm trying to say is I don't know what the equation is or the problem that determines credibility or the amount of money that needs to be allocated, but. I, I will tell you right now that when a politician tells me they receive a death threat, I'll be like, oh, so you had a Tuesday. Like, right. that's where I'm at at this moment. Yeah. And, I, and I'm if, not saying if that our I'm,
0: little show can get them for like no reason, then right. I'm sure that you can get them as well. And, right. and like, you know, Hunter, it's all attention seeking nonsense. Sure, it, it's, it is. It's just people who are so bored with themselves that they have to find a reason to make themselves feel like they're worthwhile. And nothing makes you feel like what you're doing here is at least making an a impact that is large enough to be seen and large enough
1: to be heard for so, when someone turns around and says, "I'd like to remove that." You There's know what I'm action, i I understand it, but I actually think it's a failure um, philosophically. And oh, I'll, absolutely,
0: I'll, I totally agree. Well, yeah.
1: because it may be what you may say is like my actions are so important that they cause this much anger that is why my life matters. Right. And it would be better if your actions produced love. And if your actions ever performed, ever created other people responding to you in love and responding to others in love, that might be the most meaningful action you could take. And it might be something to note that like, if your actions cause only anger among your enemies and clapter among your fans, then maybe you're not actually responding in the, uh, correct way with society in the most meaningful way with society, you're actually acting in a way that creates division and harm and hatred and anger. Right. Because that's, that's really what Claptor translates to. It's like, yes, you got the people we hate. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And and maybe the reason that you hate them is because you're full of resentment for those whose equals you are not. Hmm. In fact, probably. So that's the impetus for this episode because because, like like Eric said, the size of the lie that's visible is not equitable with the size of the thing being burgled. So disconnect the burglary from the method. Mm-hmm. Hate the method on its own. Even if it's just a party. A party that you agree with. Fight the method. We We cannot allow ourselves to continue to live in a society where there are two systems of rules, where there are two sets of laws, where there are, there is a liberal regressive elite that tells you one thing and does quite the opposite, that, that engages less in a scientific analysis and Subsequent policy prescriptions than a, a pagan set of religious scriptures that must be recited but not necessarily followed. Um, I think the Catholics listening know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> there's but, a Presbyterian truly, that held on. Truly, think about it, Hunter. There, there's <laughs> yeah, there, there's some Methodists out there that are that are picking up what I'm putting down. Sure. Uh, but think about think about it realistically. This is, a, this is a recital. This is a quote. A quote. You know, this, is, this is seven Hail Marys. Mm-hmm. You have to come out in favor of the masks. You have to come out in favor of the environment. Your, your speech has to be good, and you have to do absolutely nothing to back it up. But as long as you're adding to the chorus, then you are a member of our church. Hmm. no one's dying of covid but how dare you question the efficacy of masks Hmm. and i don't even and they don't even care if you actually wear them they don't care if you throw a giant party at martha's vineyard they don't care but you have to recite the scripture you have to join into the chorus you have to repeat the mantra you have to be a part of the blind numb foolish chanting mass don't wake the hive mind don't buck the system fall in line that's that's the goal and it has it has far more to do with with pagan religious overtones than it will ever have to do with sound social and public policy
1: hmm yeah and i think that all kind of culminates where we see people getting fed up and tired uh With this nonsense, um with the officer who was shot in Chicago uh, oh, this sure. past weekend. Sure, let uh, me lay
0: a little groundwork, and then I want you to go into it. Okay. Lori Lightfoot is a moron. She's been a moron. She's was had that, more, more bad. To, to, not quite. She's <laughs> oh, had okay. more bad to say about the police <laughs> over the past year, since last summer, since the the BLM riots. Than most politicians. She's made a name for herself thumping on the the great big bible of racism even when it's completely inappropriate she she has decimated the police force in chicago and undermined their credibility in a passive way not just a policy way so that's what she spent the last 14 to to 18 months doing that's what she's been about at the same time just like just like Cory Bush, she has security. Right? She set up the two tiered system in Chicago. Rules for her, rules for you. Alright, go ahead, Hunter. this this the, the thing Hunter's about to tell you, this is what resistance looks like. This is standing up to the to the Orwellian
1: superstructure.
0: Anyway, go ahead.
1: Yes. So um Ella French uh, was an officer in Chicago and was doing a routine traffic stop and killed at the scene by the individual she had pulled over. Uh, her partner was taken in sear and critical condition to the um, hospital uh, or the emergency department. Absolutely tragic. Absolutely sad. It's for all the reasons that Christopher just described, right? It's, it's, I mean, Chicago's been miserable and it's only gotten miserable just like every other city where crime has grown since uh, we've had the Black Lives Matter ri- uh, protests and riots um, and how that's all just changed everything and our politicians' inability to say anything about it. Now, Lori Lightfoot has done the Lord's work in making those problems worse and has just done a terrible job of managing it, but they're going to put a microphone in front of her, right? They're going to ask her uh, some questions and get to the bottom of it. And what does she blame uh, for the continuing crisis? Well, it's the guns and the gangs, don't you know? It's not her rhetoric. It's nothing that she said. It's the guns and the gangs. You know, and there's a really easy question here, Christopher. If you really believe that the guns are the reason that cops get shot, take away every gun they have. Yeah. Now. Do it today. next. Right. And... you you don't even have to do it because you know exactly what happens right? right and it's like if you take the guns away and all the criminals have guns, we know what's going to happen. They're already brazen enough to do it at traffic stops right right um they're going they're going do it in more and and more and more so Lori Lightfoot does the healing and unity uh move and yeah. goes to Cause the because
0: just a second ago racism was to blame. Like just right. just 30 seconds ago it was systemic racism and a police force that terrorizes the constituents. But now it's like, "Oh, well let's not politicize this. Let's not right. let, healing and unity and hugs and kisses and rainbows and and, and turds that are, are shaped like hearts flying out the backsides of mythical beasts." It's it, it, you know, there's no this is no time for politics, Lori Lightfoot, you charlatan. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and so they came, she came to the uh, hospital uh, to With the officers and the officer that was injured and was completely uh, talked down to by their family, who said that who blamed her personally for what had happened and that it was her fault this has occurred. And then when she went to go and talk to the officers who were on site, you can look at this picture, they literally turned their back on her, like in the most expressive way to communicate the cold shoulder they possibly could, which in obvious terms was to say. Because Chicago doesn't have a gun problem. Well, it might. Chicago has a gun and a, and a gang problem. But the reason that this happened is because of your leadership. Yeah. The reason that we're not able to do our job effectively is because of you, Lori Lightfoot. right? It's because of your rhetoric and the danger that you've put every cops on this force life. And the people that have stayed are the ones who weren't cowards enough to run when you started making the problems. They're the people that were brave enough and committed to the city and committed to their brothers and sisters in blue to keep people safe on the streets even when it might cost them their life. And they have no time for you. And this is, this is the same attitude that you have to take in every area where the lie is being told. right? Dude,
0: yeah, exactly, Hunter. Just because they're being nice to you right now, do not give them – do not open the door. Don't let vampires in. You, right. remember, you remember in The Hunger Games after – I think it was like in the second book or something. I didn't read the books. I'm trying to equate the movies to the books. Remember when What's Her Bucket? Jennifer Lawrence won – and they take her on this big tour of the capital and she's a first class right. citizen now and they're extending right. this olive branch. And the reason is because they want her, just like many, many, many who came before her, to not remember the resentment of her youth now that she is the golden child of right. the, of wealth and uh, opportunity and comfort. When Lori Lightfoot has lied for a year and she shows up, To make amends, turn your back on her. Right. It's not about being the bigger person. It's not about that. It's about holding people to account for their actions, especially when they come under the guise of being public servants. This is a dangerous time in America. America is more authoritarian today, August 10th, than it has been in the entirety of its independent history. And I believe that to be true. I don't think we have ever been more authoritarian than we are right now. Now, we came close. There's several times when we came pretty close, but looking I, at you, FDR. Yeah, FDR. The you know the the 30s and then the World War II and post World War II area. There were some terrible things that went down, but I firmly believe, based on my study of history, that this is the most authoritarian we have ever been. And just as America has been an unmitigated, an unparalleled force for good on the face of the planet, we are, we are ahead of the pack when it comes to racial relationships and race equality. Or we have been historically across the face of the globe. We have the world's strongest economy. We have the richest people in the entire world and the best, comfiest, healthiest middle class of, made up of people of every race, every color. Every creed, etc., ad nauseum. We have stopped foreign wars and domestic ones. We have kept the peace. We have protected the innocent abroad. We have liberated and preserved. That force for good can become a force for evil. And if America becomes the authoritarian state that it is capable of becoming, there will never have been a more efficient, more powerful engine to pursuing Jesus. evil in the history of mankind and that is a fact. Yep. That is a fact. And because it is a fact, it is our responsibility, it is incumbent upon you to not go quietly into that good night when authoritarianism knocks at the door. It is each of our responsibility. So it is not it is not the greater good that you're pursuing when you turn the cheek to these people. It is comfort that you are pursuing. Pacifism is not an option at this point, and I'm not arguing that you should be violent. I'm arguing you do exactly what these, these officers in Chicago did. Turn your back. Don't let them in. Don't let them make amends. Don't, don't hound them, don't harass them, don't assault them, don't commit battery of any type. Don't let them repair this bridge. They the they will walk a hundred percent of the way to us, and we will walk zero percent of the way to them. Because any mitigation in the middle between this policy and the
1: Constitution is tyranny. Period. The repentance for people in Lori Lightfoot's position are abdication of power. Absolutely. And if they did that, then it would be complete. Then they could be a part of society again, and there would Ab- be no issues absolutely. with that. And to
0: that, I say, congrats, Andrew Cuomo. You've done it. You did it, Andrew. We're so proud of you. (laughs) Just kidding. That's not for rapists. Um, (laughs) For for rapists, we have an entirely different program, and it involves sharper implements. Anyhow, I think that is going to do it this week. Hunter, any closing remarks? Any closing thoughts? No, I wanted to say that bit about
1: Lori Lightfoot. I appreciate you passing the baton to me, but I've said my piece. Thank you, brother. Excellent. Well... Uh,
0: What a great show. Thanks for joining me for another week. I think that was a really was great pleasure. discussion. Yeah, dude. And uh, if you had trouble focusing through that discussion because you found it too easy to play with your horrible, oblong, wobbly, stretchy body, then you must immediately away to fnxfit.com or carpooling.com slash fnx to buy yourself a concoction a cornucopia of tinctures and potions and ointments that you can apply both to your body topically and ingest that will enable you to pursue your fitness goals with alacrity and reach them, reach them in a timely manner. Uh, We know that you need it. It's obvious. We've looked at our demographic and when we look up our demographics on iTunes, it just says overweight. (laughs) and sad and sad and pitiful yes and so so please uh, go to fnxfit.com post haste utilize the checkout code carpooling in the proper receptacle and they will give you 15% off your order you can't beat that kind of deal fnxfit.com don't be such a sad slob uh, that's that's their tagline I made up for
1: them Hunter how do you think it's you it's, think it's pretty good go? yeah I think it would should be maybe you need to like like a make a Fnxfit.com. Don't be a fat slob. So I yeah. just punch it up a little bit there for you. That's pretty good. You should Thank be you. a voice actor. Thank um, you. All right.
0: Well, you can find us on the internets at carlpooling.com. <laughs> That's such our a good reference. email address is carpooling <laughs> at gmail.com. Hunter's at emotional carl. I'm at Chris at Carl. Our show's at carpooling on all the socials. If you don't find it under Carlpooling, try Carlpooling Podcast. You'll figure it out. You're a smart boy. All of our links can be found on the website. I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us yet again. Stay safe. Hate the patriarchy. And and dye your hair blue. And become a member of the Capitol. They've brainwashed me, what? Hunter. They've what? got they've gotten what? to me. I think I have I think I have an implant from my oh vaccine. No. Oh I can no. hear Bill Gates right now. He's speaking into my mind and he's saying he, he wants me to say one message, relay one message to the people. It's get tested. <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to say not get tested, but, you know, whatever.